All right, guys. All right, guys. It's Kamisha H. Guys, you are tuned into the Dope Girls Pray podcast, guys. I am so excited um, for our episode on today, guys. This is our fifth episode, and guys, our topic that the Holy Spirit gave us to speak on on today is the dangers of single friends when preparing for marriage. Again, the dangers of single friends when preparing for magic, and the subtopic is he called it the separation. Yes. The separation. So, guys, we're going to dive in deep on today. This is even going to be for some married people um, as well, because there it's dangerous as a married person to even have single friends. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. And so, guys, let's open up with prayer and let's get started. So, Father, we thank you, we love you, we honor you, and we magnify you, Father. We adore you, and we lift you up, Father. We reverence your holy name, Father. You are Adonai, your Elohim, Father, your El Shaddai, your El Kaddish, Father. You are Yahweh, and we thank you for your son, Jesus, Yeshua. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father, when you study your word, when two or three are gathered, then so here are you in the midst. And so, Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is permeating the airways right now, Father, we cancel every assignment of the enemy on today. Father, we call it null and void and failed attempts right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we send out your war, your wind right now, your breath in the airways, Father, to take control over the portals, the channels, and the demonic devices. Father, you said in your word that we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. And so, Father, every line that they are using, lay lines, especially to track the geographical movement, of the believers, Father, we send fire to the line. Every back line that is being used for formation and for movement, Father, we send fire to the line. Every monitoring spirit who is trying to monitor our movement in the realm of the spirit, Father, we cover it with the blood of Jesus right now and we declare and decree that it is so and it cannot be reversed. And it's only in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So again, guys, I am so excited. Again, my name is Kamisha H. I am the one who is behind the vessel of the Dope Girls Pray International. Guys, I'm excited for this episode on today. So let's go ahead and dive in. So he said the dangers of single friends when preparing for marriage. Why is this dangerous? So First of all, it's, it's dangerous because if you are a person who are who is aspiring to be married, then that means that you should be around people who are married, right? And I'm not saying that single friends are the enemy, absolutely not, because there are some single situations that you need a single person's opinion. Yes, but when you are preparing yourself to be married, you should be around and being cultivated by people who are already married. Why? Because they are going to have the knowledge and the sound advice that needs to be given to you, the person who is preparing for marriage. Because let's be honest, your single friends are only going to advise you with a single mindset. Right. So literally, even if you are a person, because I know some people are dating. Right. Even though I don't deem it to be biblical, but some people are dating. Right. And if that is the situation and something goes left, 
in your relationship or even in your marriage. Let's talk from that perspective. Forget the relationship part. If you are a married person and, for instance, something goes left in your marriage, and if you're talking to single friends about issues in your marriage, they're only going to give you a point of view from a single perspective. Right. And that perspective won't always be the the godly perspective. One, because first of all, the Bible says, let no man tear apart what God has brought together. So honestly, you shouldn't even be going outside of your marriage to even have conversations with anybody married or not about a situation. However, there are times where you do need a third party. The Bible does speak about this. Bring a person from your family, bring a person from his family so that reconciliation can can happen and that part is okay that is the time that it is okay and that you put certain things but we still have to be mindful about honor because there are just some things that should not ever be said there are just some things that should not ever be said and what am I saying because I'm not talking about from the angle if there are some things that are happening in the marriage that are dangerous I'm not talking about that if you are being abused of of any type of way or situation I'm, I would never say to hide that now sometimes with some people they are good at keeping those things dormant because maybe this is something that God is testing them with, you know, and they don't release it. But you are not wrong if it's a situation where you are suffering from domestic violence or abuse or trauma or anything of that nature. I would never tell anyone to keep quiet about it. You know, no, you have to step into your kingdom authority and you have to get the boldness and courage in Christ to literally release your sound. And I'm not saying the sound of uh, I am woman, you know, um, all the women independent sound, but the thing of enough is enough. Right. Enough is enough. Um, so when you go into these gatherings and these meetings. And you're literally putting things on the table. It's very important to be conscious of the things that you put on the table because what you don't want to do is dishonor your husband. So I'm speaking from a woman's perspective because I'm not a man, so I can't speak from his angle. But it's very important that you don't want to dishonor your husband because sometimes what happens is when we go into these these marriage counselings and um, these meetings for reconciliation, sometimes we do more damage than what was done prior to even come in. Because now what happens is you put some things out there that maybe your husband did not want for people to know. And I'm talking about minute things. I'm not talking about the bigger things. But there could be just some things that dishonors him. Say, for instance, I'll give you a good example. If he's like uh, running low with money, right? Say he loses his job or say you're the one that has to pay the bills or different things of that nature. That is something that is dishonorable to say. Especially if he's trying. I'm not saying if, you know, he's the guy at home playing the PlayStation, just sitting on the couch and doing nothing with his life and he's not trying. But no, if you have a husband who's actually trying, like they're going out there, they're looking for work, they're even doing side work, they're helping out around the house, they're filling in, in the gaps and areas that maybe they wouldn't normally do because they would be out working. That's what I'm talking about. That would be considered dishonorable because the person 
at that time, your husband is trying everything in his ability to get work and to do work and to help even with the work around the house. And so to bring something like that, which is really sensitive, especially for men, because real men are used to being the breadwinners. Real men are used to being the ones who support the household and who are in control of the finances of the household. So when a man is stripped, I'm going to be honest, his pride is stripped. And the worst thing that you could do literally is strip him even the more from his pride. Right. And I'm not talking about the ego and all the all of that, but I'm saying men take pride in being the men of the house, the men of the house. They take pride in that. So the last thing that you want to do is strip him even the more of his pride, especially if you know that he's trying. This is something that is dishonorable. This is something that will make you lose the trust, the love, the care of your husband. This is something that he will not look at you ever the same way again. And there is nothing that you could do to redeem the time because once it happens there's nothing you can't take it back right you honestly and literally you cannot take it back once you put it out there it's just like arguments and conversations let's be honest let's talk about it because we'll wait until we get into an argument to express how we really feel and that that the Bible says it that the uh the tongue speaks uh what the heart feels or the heart uh speaks what the tongue feels the verse I I can't think of it right now but literally um and I want to Google it hold on because I want to give you guys an accurate Bible verse hold on I'm looking for it. Sorry, guys, I want to find this verse. Mm, I can't find it right now, but I'll come back and bring it the next time. Um, what the verse I'm talking about, but surely the tongue speaks what the heart feels. And literally, people will wait until they get into arguments, um, literally, so they can express how they felt all along. So, for instance, if you think that a person was fat, right, and you might have not said that to that person, people will wait until they get into a heated argument and then be like, you know what, you're fat. Right. But that's really how you felt all along. Right. And you just waited for an appointed time that you thought was not an appointed time for you to say how you really felt. That's just like if a man says in an argument, I never loved you. Right. He waited for an appointed time, a time that he thought that was a correct time for him to say it. And once you say it, even if that's not really how you feel, even if you were saying it to try to get a reaction out of a person, because that's what some people do. And I compare it to like a baby. Sometimes like with a baby, um, if you ever notice, once they see a reaction from um, a person, they'll continue to do it. So like, for instance, they'll hit you with a bottle. And if you say, ouch, the baby will laugh and then they'll hit you again because they like the fact of the matter that it's repetition. You're saying the same thing. You're, you're 
you're getting a response. And so literally, this is how we are as people. We say certain things because we know that it's going to give a certain response. Right. It's really cognitively you're thinking about thinking because you're thinking about thinking. You think about it before you actually say it. But this is how dangerous that the tongue is, because the tongue is the only organ on the body that has two gates. You have to open up your mouth two times before you speak. Watch this, your lips and then your teeth. It's the only organ on the body that has two gates. It's protected by two gates because that's how dangerous it is. So before you open up your mouth, you have to open your teeth and then you have to part your lips. So that means you have two times to think before you speak. Two times. And so it's it's so important, literally, that... uh, we are very careful, and this is why we shouldn't really have conversations when we are in a in a state of rage or being angry. That's not the right timing. And women, as women, we have to pick the right timing as well because we don't have good timing when it comes to how to address situations, right? We like to wait until the man comes into the house, and the first thing we greet him with is, why? Da, 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 da. It's an argument. Right. We didn't say, hi, how are you? How was your day? How are you feeling? Come and sit in your favorite chair. I cooked your favorite meal. I did this. I did that. The kids today accomplished this. This happened. Da, 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 da. If you're a person in business, this was happens happening over here. Whatever your person in ministry, this is what's going on over there. You know, ease him in into the conversation. And then after you then eased him in, you then acquired about him, how is he catered to his needs because he just came home from work. I'm not talking about if he's at home playing PlayStation, but he just came home from work. You cooked him his favorite meal. You fed him. Then, okay, we need to talk about some things for whatever, right? And then the man, honestly, He's, he's going to be open to, to receiving what it is that you have to say because he's already at ease. He's comfortable. He's not even thinking now about what happened at work and what's going on outside in the world. Because one, if you are a woman who's really pushing to make your house a place of tranquility, once he comes into the house anyway, he's going to be tranquil. Right. So this stuff is, is, is so important. But back to the thing about the dangers of the single friends when preparing for marriage, because these friends are not going to give you sound advice. And I have seen so many marriages um, destroyed or broken up because of single friends, because people have went outside. And it's not just women, but it's men, too. But people have went outside of the doors and they have gotten advice from people who either their marriages are jacked up, because that's another uh, podcast for another day, or they have single friends who gives them advice from a single perspective. That will never work. That will never work, especially if you are aspiring to be married. You need to be talking to women who literally are married. And it's not so much of they have to have a perfect marriage because there's no perfect marriage. But in in those marriages, honestly, those are the best ones because you know why experience is the best teacher and God doesn't give you anything to talk about that you haven't experienced. And so because they have experienced highs and lows, they're able to advise you. 
right? And if you listen more than you speak and just listen to some of the stories, that's why I like the older generation because they tell a lot of stories from like when they were younger, the younger days, the latter days of of when they first got married and, and all of the above. And you will hear certain things. There are certain graces and batons that you need to pick up. Because you are preparing yourself to be married. You're grooming yourself, right? And if you watch a married woman versus a single woman, watch this, you'll know how to keep a husband. You'll know how to keep a husband. Because your single friend who's just really kind of interested, and I'm not saying all your single friends are bad because I'm single, right? But most of our single friends, they're they're into city girls, Right. They want to be the next city girl, the next Beyonce, the next this person. So their motive and agenda is just to be like them. Whereas a married person, you know, the way that they carry themselves is totally different from a city girl. Because if you're aspiring to be married, you can't be a city girl. A real man doesn't want a city girl. Now, maybe in the bedroom, but outside of the bedroom, he doesn't want a city girl. City girls you can't bring to corporate meetings. City girls you can't bring to church. City girls you can't bring around your family. Now, I know some people, this this is their liking, this is their taste, you know, and, and that's their situation. We're not talking about them today. But if you are aspiring to be something, you need to be around what, you're, what you aspire, right? And you need to watch Watch how it is that she conducts herself with her husband, how she speaks to her husband, how she handles her husband. I'm talking about a good example because some people don't even know how to handle their husbands. But I'm talking about people who like have the Esther anointing, um, who literally know how to prepare, groom and present themselves to their king. Right. To their husband. And so literally these are the type of friends that you want to have. If you are aspiring to be married. Now, if you aren't aspiring to be married, just stay with your single friends, right? That's fine. They're there for a reason. They all play a role and we're not Xing them out at all. But this this podcast specifically is for women who are grooming to be married. So that means that this is where the subtopic comes in, the separation. Your circle has to change. You can't be preparing for marriage and all of your friends are single. That's just like saying I'm preparing for wealth, but all of my friends are broke. It's not going to happen. So there has to be a separation, right? Because we talked about this, uh, not on the podcast, but I talked about this the other day of putting people in their proper places, right? But the separation has to come because now you have to make a decision. How is this friend helping me get closer to my next? Right. So if you are a person who is aspiring to be married, married and your friend who's single, the only thing that they can talk about is fast life, fast money, fast guys and everything else. That's not the kind of friend that you want around you. Right. And I'm not saying cut them off in totality. It's okay to be cordial. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? How's your day going? How you been? But as it pertains to advice, absolutely not. And then honestly, the separation still has to happen because what they're operating in will permeate onto you because their conversation is going to be the same. It's not going to change because that's not what they aspire. They aspire to be single. They aspire to live the lifestyle that they they aspire to live, right? And so if that's what they're aspiring, that's what they're going to transpire. God, I hear you so good. That's what they're going to transpire, right? And it's going to fall onto you. And so what happens is now you're tainted. Now you're tainted. 
right? And you you trying to prepare yourself for something, but now there's there's a defect, right? So when you do actually run into the promise or whoever the Lord has ordained for you to be, you're going to try to pursue him the wrong way. God, I hear you so good. You're going to try to pursue him with a single perspective instead of with a married mindset. That was good to me. That was good to me. That was revelation. But you're going to to try to pursue him with literally a single mindset. And you're going to be pursuing him the wrong way. Right. So all of the things that your single friends were talking about of how they were getting guys, you're running to the promise and think this is the way you get them. You don't have to sleep with what's what's what yours. You don't have to finesse what's yours. You don't have to try to uh, manipulate what's yours. Right. You don't have to. Because if God said this is yours and it belongs to you, all you have to do is to be like Esther, stay seated, keep grooming, keep preparing and wait for the appointed time. When it's your time, watch this, the king will call for you. And even if he doesn't call for you and you want to present yourself, you have to be like Esther and make sure that you prepare and groom yourself before you go before the king. So that means you should be preparing and grooming yourself with a married mindset, not a single perspective. That's not going to get you to promise. That's not. So, guys, this is our time. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast today. The dangers of of single friends when preparing for marriage are subtopics of separation, guys. This was awesome. On today, the downloads and the revelation that the Holy Spirit has given us, guys. I thank you so much for tuning in to the Dope Girls Prayer Podcast. Father, we thank you. We love you. We honor you. And we magnify you, Father. We adore you. We lift you up, Father. We reverence and honor your holy name, Father. We thank you for the downloads that was released on today, Father. We thank you for heaven responding on today, Father. Father, we just ask you, Father, that you give us the detailed information for the women who are preparing to be married, Father. Let the divine connections happen, Father. Let the divine connections happen. Every married woman that they are supposed to encounter, or even if it's one, Father, we cancel and remove any satanic role blockages that would try to hinder the divine connection from happening right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we cancel it, we break it, and we bind it right now in the name of Jesus, Father, because we know that there are kingdom marriages that are coming out of this year, in the year of 2021, and the enemy does not want it to happen because he knows the power of agreement And he knows the power when to touch and agree. And so, Father, we declare and decree that every divine connection that is supposed to happen this year, that it has to happen. It has to happen and it cannot be reversed. And it's only in Jesus' name, I feel fire in my hands, that we pray, we seal, and we saturate this prayer in his blood. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Guys, that is our time today. I thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to the Dope Girls Pray Podcast. Again, I am your host, Kamisha H. Guys, make sure you subscribe to our stations on our platforms that we have, Pandora, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to our stations and share, share, share. Guys, we love you. 
And remember, dope girls do pray.